preview podcast for the weekend, the long weekend of Saturday, June 11. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual, my colleagues, Dynamite Dan Nuttall and Jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, Dan, all your Christmases have come at once as a Queenslander. You have won Origin 1 and the big day on the calendar is coming up this Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Um, great to get the win last night. Going in as underdog, surprisingly, I thought. But anyway, I've got the job done there and one step closer to another series win. But shifting to Saturday, um, yeah, what an excellent card of racing it is. The the two group ones on the field are, are cracking contests, big uh, open races, as they, as they normally are, the Jay Atkins and the, and the Stradbroke. And then the, uh, <clears throat> the relatively new race, the Q22, looks a very um, open affair as well. Um, Ken Huetor... Uh, who knocked off Zaki last start in the Doombin Cup. Can he continue on his way? But look, whilst he deserve, deserves to be favoured in the field, I think there's um, some value around him. So, but look, those three races and the, and the undercard look are really, um, really good, really good day racing. And yeah, can't wait to, um, can't wait to get stuck in. Joel, the Stradbroke, uh, probably, you wouldn't say it is the finest quality field that uh, the race has ever attracted, but uh, it is worth one and a half million. There's a few, uh, there'll be a, there's a few possible good stories there. A few sort of boom horses turned villains in uh, Alligator Blood, Rothfire, both drawn very wide. Uh, and as Dan says, very, very uh, open sort of field. Uh, intriguing race, is it not? Yeah, indeed, Barks. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think it's the one of the strongest Stradbrokes we've seen. But, um, yeah, as you said, there's plenty of different uh, story angles. Uh, alligator Blood and Rothfire, sort of back from injuries, back from the wilderness to some respect. Ayrton had his own uh, health problems 12 or so months ago, and he's trying to bounce back from uh, his miss in the Hollandale on the heavy. He's gone up favourite. And then you've got, a, I guess, a horse like 11-11 who's... Yeah, no doubt his biggest wins have come on uh, in the restricted races on Magic Millions Day, but he's uh, come back with two good runs and he's got a good draw in Hugh Bowman. So all of a sudden he's sort of right on the radar. Probably his best chance that he's going to get to win a Group 1. And it's good to always have a couple of three-year-olds uh, in the mix. We've got Volana, who, well, he wasn't nominated for the race. So I guess that's sort of what Godolphin thought, that uh, it was a bit of a stretch um, even aiming towards this race. But, of course, he won the win and you're in Fred Best. So he paid the late entry. And Star Tonte is another three-year-old, a filly with plenty of ability, just whether she can give these classier ones a start. Just her racing pattern makes it tough at this elite level. But a very intriguing race. Certainly is plenty of storylines there. As I've written in the Winning Post and Best Bets this week, it's, uh, well, it's one of the few, one of three remaining Group 1 sprint handicaps. And it's the one where uh, perhaps the weights uh, have had the most impact because, uh, as we'll get to later on, the stats show that the lightweights certainly have uh, thrived in the last 30 or so years. In the Stradbroke, we will get to that later. We'll get go right through this nine-race card at Eagle Farm because it's all black type. We start in race one, Nova 106.9 Oxlade Stakes, 1,300-metre listed race at set weights for the two-year-olds. Uh, few dual acceptors in this and the group one later on the card and uh, one of those Dan is a very good chance in Robusto yep on top Robusto for me scratched um, from the JG Atkins now so looks like he's a definite starter in the opening race and I think it'll be really hard to beat um, big fan of this cold he contested a, 
pretty hot size produce last start. He held his own there. There were, there were others better, but um, I thought the run was uh, solid enough. <clears throat> um, look, back in trip to 1,300 metres, but he is a good winner over the trip. And I think he's got a class edge on the majority of these. Um, it's a good draw here. Uh, settle in a good spot, you'd think, and with, with luck and running, I think it'll be hard to hold out. So he's a 10 on top for me, Robusto. Five in next Metallicity. Um, just behind the place, get his first up at Newcastle. Was three and a, well, three wood, two lengths behind the smart back rower there. That was on a heavy eight, I think. Um, better suited <clears throat> onto dry ground. He contested some good race, good races in his, in his initial campaign and um, ran really well there. So this is certainly a good race for him. Sec, uh, in for third, I've got the 13, Mick Star. I think over the odds is Philly. Tough draw she has to contend with here, but um, a length of stroll last start, last weekend, I think is pretty good form for this. In for fourth, I've got the one Calgary Stampede. Um, seeing mostly heavy tracks um, during the autumn and runs are okay. Just sort of struggled up to 400 metres last start, back in trip slightly here. Um, certainly wouldn't shock, but 10 on top for five, on top of five. 13, and then the one. Yeah, I'm going to go with number one, Calgary Stampede. I thought getting back onto a good track last time, he would perform better. He was eight weeks between runs, and he was 1,100 to 1,400. So, look, he, he, he sort of was picking up ground, and, and about the 200, I thought he was going to be right in this, but he just sort of hit the wall and didn't finish off. Now, whether that was 1,400 or he just needed the run. In any case, he comes back 100 metres, He's got that run under the belt. He's drawn gate one, so he'll get a soft trip. So I'm going to give him another chance uh, from five metallicity. Went down as an odds-on favourite first up at Newcastle, but that was heavy ground. I don't think he really liked it. He deserves another chance. Six bank more from the Richard Lamming uh, stables at Cranbourne. This was heavily backed on debut at sale. Opened up pretty decent odds early, and he pressed forward and was a strong winner when you know, he found plenty when challenged. So... Uh, interesting that they've whipped him up north here. I think he's got plenty of upside. And in for fourth, I've got number 10, Robusto. One from five, six, and ten. Race two at the farm on Saturday is Radio Tab, the Wayne Wilson. 1,600-metre listed wait for age race, Dan. Now you mentioned villains earlier um, on Barks and one who certainly won, Kubrick, um, winning a Bondi Stakes as a three-year-old, he was pretty disappointing for punters in subsequent starts. But he, I think he got back into the good books last preparation. He won three races in Queensland. Um, I think he's right on track for this third up. Looks, this looks a good race for him. He's sixth and fourth, first and second up, respectively. But those runs have been very good. Um, only two lengths behind. Such a group run winner, Apache Chase, first up. And then second up, last start, sort of left a little bit flat-footed uh, when the race went on. But... He picked up nicely late. He recorded the second quickest last 200 metres of the race um, behind the winner, Vinko. And it was um, it was quite strong to the line. Up to 1,600 metres here, I think, um, is his ideal distance. Um, and <clears throat> I think he's the one to beat in this Kubrick. I'm pretty keen on him. In for second, I've got the two Kerwins Lane. Very consistent horse. Um, sort of been kept to these um, sort of 1,600 metre, 400 metre trips, this preparation. And... He won at Hawkesbury, won the Hawkesbury Cup, second up. And then since, um, he hasn't had a whole heap of luck. Those efforts have been on heavy tracks, but I think he's a better, tra- a better horse on top of the ground. Um, he's got the five wins from 16 starts on good tracks. Um, he's rock hard fit and uh, very consistent, as I said. So he's certainly a winning chance. Seven, Bullfinch. 
um, sort of rising through the grades as preparation, like the win last start. And in for fourth, I have the eight, Charmy Baby. Uh, four, two, seven, eight. Yeah, eight, Charmy Baby uh, for me. I uh, was with her last week. She ran a great race. She got a bit keen early, settled a lot closer than normal. Um, it was a race where, you know, probably never going to be too much speed. And Craig Williams got her in the right spot. She just over-raced a bit. But, gee, she found plenty. It was a good effort beating all but Vinco. Up to weight for age here. There's not many weight for age horses in the race. She's drawn well. I think she'll handle the quick backup and she'll give you a great sight again. And she'll probably be, well, she's around 8 or $9 now. So I think that's you know, a couple of dollars over a true odds. Um, she's on top for me from seven, Bullfinch. He's uh, sort of found the zone now this time in. He did a bit wrong his first couple of preps in Sydney, but uh, switched up to the Gold Coast stables by Chris Waller. And he's found a strong winning form. Two, Kerwin's Lane is going pretty well. He won the Hawkesbury Cup. His Scone Cup run wasn't too bad. He didn't really have things go right at Randwick last time out. Four runs this prep, all on heavy tracks. I guess that's just a query how much that's taken out of him. There's, there's no query with him on top of the ground, but just those tough runs, whether he's um, you know uh, still got enough juice left in the tank, I guess. And in for fourth, I'll throw number three, Big Boy Roy. Um, just walked in front last time out. And he might get similar conditions here. He might be able to find the lead and and get a pretty comfortable trip again. So he could take some catching. But I like number eight. Hopefully, no more scratchings, and we can still get the three tote each way. Eight from seven, two, and three. And race three on the Stradbroke program at Eagle Farm is the 4X Brisbane Cup. And, uh, well, I guess the fact that uh, this has come down in the world a bit is evidenced by the fact that it is race three. Uh, it is at least still at 3,200 metres, but just a group two worth 400,000 uh, these days. Dan, there's, uh, there's only the, in the 11 horse field, there's only the four imports uh, and four New Zealanders. Which way did you go here? With the top weight on top, King of Lear grants um, look the class of the field and has to carry that big weight of 59 kilos. But um, unlike a, maybe a couple of main rivals in this field, uh, you know he's going to run out 3,200 metres. He's done so in the Adelaide Cup. He easily won that. That's his only go at 3,200 metres. I think he looks right on track, this preparation. Others a touch stronger at the end of 2,400 metres last start at Eagle Farm, but I thought he kept to his, uh, stuck to his task well there and he's only finished within two lengths of the winner Splendiferous. So going well, King Aaliyah Grants, and I think he's come up, um, thought he'd sort of be six, $7, but he's about double figure odds at the moment. So I think it's a really nice price of him. He's on top for me. Four Sweet Thomas was a good thing beaten, simple as that in that Premier's Cup. Um, he just could not get a run, clearly going well at the straight and then only really got out with 100 metres to go. He... <laughs> Really savage the line and just missed Splendiferous on the line. It was the fastest 200 metres, last 200 metres of the race. And that was even when held up for most of that. So he's um, clearly going well and um, this distance range suits him. In for third, I've got the seven, the fearless one. Look, he's lightly raced. I mean, the 10 start, so he's got improvement to come, you'd think. He is sharply up a trip here, but the way he finished off in that uh, that key lead-up race of Premier's Cup last night was very, last night was very good. And he has to carry 53 kilos for this. And in for fourth, but the two splendiferous. Bit of a queer over this trip, but she's a mare in form and um, look, she'll roll along in front uh, unchallenged and some sort of cheap sectionals out in front. She uh, might be in this for a long way. One, four, seven and two for me. 
Yeah, I'm with number one King of Leogrants as well. I had a couple of dollars on him in the Premier's Cup the other day, and the way Johnny Allen sliced through the field after turning, he loomed up to them, and I thought he's going to win this, but he just got a little bit tired late. Uh, I think that was just the run to top him off for this. So, yeah, I agree with Daniel. I think he's uh, over the odds at double figures. Uh, for Sweet Thomas, well, I just wouldn't have thought he would ever do something like that on a good four track <laughs> at 2,400, but he should have won by panels that Premier's Cup. He was held up and and then just surged late. So, and, and we know he's yeah really only usually gets warm at two miles. Um, so he's got to be on the radar now. In for third, number seven, the fearless one. Good effort in that race, hit the line well. It looks like a promising stayer. And in for fourth, I'll throw Papalino. He's burnt me this prep with two fourths and a fifth, but he he's racing very one-paced and maybe the two miles can suit. One on top from four, seven and five. Race four at the farm on Saturday is Channel 7 Gunsin Classic. 1,600 metres set weights for the three-year-olds at Group 3 level. Pretty keen on Kiss Sum here. The one um, would have given her, a, sorry, him, would have given him a sneaky chance in the Stradbroke had he made the field. He's just too far down in the order of entry, but finds a, it's a good consolation here. Um, look, he's yet to win this preparation, but he's, he's just flying, I think. he's He arguably wins his past two starts with even luck. Um, sort of went to the inside in the fresh Fred Best and that 300 metres out got, got his chance there, but really he was, wasn't was able to build momentum as uh, soon as the winner was Valana <clears throat> and he's only just missed that horse on the line. So 1600 metres, giving every impression that that will be no problem. Um, I think he's a, a really good horse and it'd be really hard to beat in this, the one. Two and next flying crazy. Um, horse is going well, knows how to win, five from 12. He's won three stakes races already, this preparation. He too didn't have much luck in the Fred Best. He sort of had to shift course um, towards the inside and I finished off pretty well when when clear. Um, only 2.5 lengths from the winner there and sort of a, a busy finish. In for third, I've got the three, uh, Battleton. A very good last start, went wide in that Fred Best. Um, good first up at Gosford and looked really like the trials leading into this this campaign. And in for fourth, the four, Lock Eagle. Um, down the page, one, two, three, and four. Yeah, one kiss sum for me. Uh, he's been a good horse to follow. He just hasn't won this prep, but he's been going really well. Um, and, yeah, just probably settled a pair further back than he needed to in the Fred Best and, and certainly ran very well. Jason Collett back aboard. He was aboard him in his early days, including his four pillars win. Uh, just, I think, produced at the right time, saved at the last run. I think he can run 1,600 and and be the one to beat. Uh, three, Battleton is ready to win. He's had the two runs back. They've both been good. He was wide in the Fred Best and stuck on really well. So he's ready to peak. Four, Lock Eagle. There was nothing wrong with his run in the Fred Best. Fastest last 200 there after drawing 16 of 16. And in for fourth. Number seven, Ashgrove. Well, he was going well this prep. He was placed in the Queensland Guineas. And then he struck the heavy eight in the rough habit. And, you know, whether it was the ground or the distance, he just didn't run it out. He was beaten a long way. But to back to the mile on top of the ground, he's worth another chance. One on top from three, four and seven. Race five at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Makers Mark Hinkler handicap. 1,200 metre listed quality. Dan? Yeah, Chris Waller with a good hand here. And I'm with one of his in the form of the one, Tycoonist, who... Uh, look, he you could you could have said he probably should have won the BRC sprint last start with with even luck. It was another who just desperate for a run 
uh, down the straight. He was bolting in behind him. Um, like the way he hit the line, went out. He's going really well this this preparation. <clears throat> Um, and finds a weaker race here to what he saw last start, Tycronis. So he's on top for me. Three, Blondo, and next, um, really putting it together, this preparation. The win first up in the takeover target was was excellent. And then last start along the inside, ran, on, ran home some, some pretty late, quick late sprit, splits. He was the only horse to break 12 seconds in the final 200 metres of that BRC sprint. So clearly ticking along nicely, this prep, three. Eight in next ranges, set for a pretty fruitful campaign. Nice effort there at Scone first up. Um, the rise, the 1,200 metres will suit. And in for fourth, I have the nine, Shakiro. Um, we'll, we'll go forward and um, I think and <coughs> be in this for a long way at a, at a bigger price. One, three, eight, and nine. Yeah, I'll be back in a couple of horses here down towards the bottom, 12 and 11. I've gone with 12, Edit. He's... Proving hard to catch in Australia. He's run some cracking races, but gets a long way back and needs a few things to go right. I'm hoping there's good speed on here and, uh, you know, big, long straight at Eagle Farm will really suit. So I've lent his way from 11 Mass Destruction, who's up in class, but I thought his run at Doombin second up was terrific. He was wide, back and wide, and, and really kept finding the line strongly for third. Drops nicely in weight. Last prep, we saw him beat Boom Nova, giving her weight, and she's flying this prep. So I don't think he's too far off them. Uh, so that'll be my strategy. 12 and 11. One tycoonist. Didn't have any luck last start. He can certainly win without surprising. And in for fourth, uh, the stable eight, number five, Ranch Hand. 12, 11, 1, 5. First leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm. And first of the really big ones is race six, Sky Racing Q22. 2200 metre group to wait for age. And, uh, well, with Nozaki there, we've, uh, the field's uh, gone up in size with 16. Quetor, Dan, you've been very keen on throughout the prep. Uh, don't tell me you're jumping off. No, he's, he's on top for me, Quetor. Uh, hard to drop, jump off after that last start, Doom and Cut win. Obviously, that's the, the key lead-up race here. Plenty of those, um, those runners taking their place in the field this Saturday. And um, Quetor, he's at three starts now. Uh, 2,000 metres, 2,000 metres and 2,100 metres in Australia. He's won all three. He's clearly the one to beat um, in this. With that said, while he's the main bet, I will be having something each way on the 12, Cryoderis. Um, look, Horse hasn't, hasn't won for some time. We know he's talented, but he's just racing style. Um, lends it, you know, plenty of things just need to go right for him. But I think 2,200 metres is really going to suit him now. He sort of warming up very, very late at the end of 1,800 metres in the Lord Mayor's, Mayor's Cup. And he's finished eighth of 11 there, but his last 200 metres was excellent. He was the fastest last 400 and 200 metres of the meeting that day on the, on the Kingsford Smith Cup day. And just the rise and trip, I think, is really going to suit him. He should get every chance at Eagle Farm here. There's a bit of speed on fifth. Uh, Polly Gray, Numerian, hopeful all horses that can go forward. So... Those at the back should get their chance this time around. And, um, yeah, certainly we're an each-way play at sort of 40 or 50 to 1. Nine, Maximal. Good to see him um, do something here in Australia. Of course, he, he ran okay in the Golden Eagle his first run in the country. But his two starts last time in were um, pretty ordinary uh, earlier in the autumn. Good effort to run on to second at Big Odds last start. He seems to have, um, yeah, Found some form now, and he has to go in based on that effort. And in fourth, the seven, Cooker Archer, another, I think, is over the odds. 
distance will be no issue here. Um, uh, and look, I thought his run in the Hollandale two back was was good for this. Just completely forgive the last start run of the Doombird Cup. Copped a bit of a bad check and lost momentum and uh, his race was over there. But thought the run two back in the Hollandale warranted um, warranted selection in this as a as a sort of a, a trifecta chance. And yeah, I think another over the odds. Three on top of 12, 9 and 7. Yeah, seeing it very similar. I'm with the Doombird Cup exacta. Three Huetor to win again. He's yeah, probably has to probably going to have to come around them this time. He's taken advantage of taken advantage of some lovely inside runs in his career, but he was building nicely towards that Doombin Cup, the dry track third up. He was ready to peak, and it was a strong win. And good to see Maximal show a bit more, um, like his true ability there. He was really coming late, and he did over race a bit there. I just yeah. I noticed they're taking the blinkers off and, and put the winkers on. So, look, I think it's the same same Quinella. I've also got Crydiris as the best roughie. He just doesn't get warm early. Um, the way that race was run, though, he had no hope anyway in that Lord Mayor's Cup, but he did get home strongly, hoping he runs the 2200 and hoping he settles a little bit closer. And in for fourth, number one, the chosen one. He was good in that Doombin Cup. I think it might be Swan Song, the smoke. He's been a terrific horse, um, nearly 2.5 million prize money. And I think he's got another big run left in him. Three from nine, 12 and one. All right, well, the good news for the favoured Huetor is that uh, uh, the punters have generally been onto this race, although I guess it is a new race as the Q22, but going back in, in uh, into uh, the days of the PJ O'Shea and the Eagle Farm Cup, no no winner of this race has started at a price greater than 5.50 since Pentathon in 2007. Another fun fact about it, mares have won five of the past eight. Well, uh, don't know about that this time because... Probably not wet enough for Polly Gray and Coencina Bay. Would need to do a bit more than she has done in her two runs in Australia this campaign. First of the Group 1's second leg of the Quaddy, race seven, Treasury Brisbane, JJ Atkins. 1,600 metres, set weights for the two-year-olds at Group 1 level. Your fun facts, uh, this is the only Group 1 two-year-old race that Chris Waller has won, and he's won it three times. And he has got two runners on this occasion. And your other fun fact, no Philly has won since Linky Dink back in 2009. And uh, there's only the two Phillies in it this time. Seven of the past ten winners have been last start winners including three of the past four. So I don't know if those fun facts add or detract from your conference uh, confidence. Dan, what is your selection? Yes, it adds to it. I'm with one of the Colts, Brereton, um, trained by Peter Moody. And look, face value, you'd probably think he needed a bit to ch- turn the tables on She's a Belter from that uh, size produce. But I thought it was a good effort running into third, considering he was off a bit of a freshen up. Uh, it was a thousand up to fourteen hundred meters, so it was a good effort to you know ride to that sort of trip for the first time and and run well in a good race. Um, I think sixteen hundred meters now will, will suit him nicely. Uh, will certainly take a stack of benefit from that run, considering um, he was sharply off in trip up and trip off and freshen up. And um, I think from what I saw in that size, he, he'd be good enough to win with uh, with an improvement up to up to sixteen hundred meters. So he's on top for me, the one. For a next political debate on the uh, quick backup, of course, win the, winning the Phoenix last start. I thought it was a, a good effort. He held up, he 
held off a fast finishing sharp and smart, a very narrow winner there. But considering it was <clears throat> wide for much of the way um, and still being able to hit the front sort of at the top of the straight and, and, and fend off the fast finisher, I thought it was a pretty good effort um, from political debate, this Colt. So he's the second pick. She's a belter in next uh, excellent winner in the size last start um, and clearly going well this prep and in for fourth. I have the 10 sharp and smart, but Brereton on top for me, the one, one, four, 16 and 10. Uh, same exactor as last week for me, the two backup runners, political debate. He, as Daniel said, covered a bit of ground and, and had to dig deep to win that race. And I liked the fight he showed sharp and smart was able to pinch ground on the turn. Hugh Bowman was able to sort of come through the field and I thought had his chance to win, but he was off a, a, a pretty decent break between runs. Political debate was three weeks between runs and I think I can clear it up and be the, the clear one again. Uh, uh, 16, she's a belter and for third dominant win in the size produce. Um, there was a few handy efforts behind her, but I think they'd need to improve a bit to turn the tables on her. And in for fourth, I've got number nine, Owen County, who ran past Armati when winning at Randwick. I had Amati in my numbers here, but she has come out. Uh, so I'll promote Owen County. He's won two from three by Dundeal. Looks like he'll lap up the 1,600. Uh, for me, though, it's four and 10, and then 16 and nine. And the big one at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race eight, TAB Stradbroke handicap, 1,400 metres, worth one and a half million. It is a group one handicap and there's a decent gap between top and bottom, 57 for Private Eye, 50 and a half for Ranch Hand and, sorry, 50 for Star Tonts and uh, 50 and a half for Ranch Hand and Flying Crazy. Um, plenty of fun facts. Uh, I mentioned the importance of light weights before. No horse has carried more than 55 and a half to win it since Shower Hard in 2002. And I think no horse has carried more than 56 since Rough Habit way back in 1992. So I guess that makes it tough for uh, Lords of Industries and Private Eye in particular. And in fact, 23 of the past 29 have had 54 and a half or less. Um, Six of the past nine, a few of the fancies here have, jumped, have uh, drawn wide barriers. Well, six of the past nine have jumped from double-figure barriers, and that includes um, some uh, – we've got uh, two, six, two, two, two from barrier 16, one from barrier 15, and go back further, and there's some barrier 17s and 18s over the last 20 years. Uh, and Black Piranha and Trekking. Uh, 2009, 2019, the only winning favourites in the past 16 years, but um, not too surprising really when you've got a, uh, a handicap, a group one handicap that is uh, got 18 horses facing the starter. You wouldn't expect the favourite to be winning every second year. Dan, with all that uh, considered, I believe you are going for a horse that uh, is fairly lightly weighted on Saturday. I am. I'm with the 15 on top isotope um, with the 52 and a Fifty-two and a half on her back. Look, I thought she was excellent in the Kingsford Smith Cup. It was a race that um, provided a, a few good runs uh, there, but I thought she was one of them. She sort of took a while to to warm up. Um, then was strong the last two hundred meters, and 
that indicates to me she's sort of ready for 1400 meters i think she's obviously been set for this race this prep um she just yeah, she doesn't run a bad race you look at her form this time in and she's a heavy nine and a heavy eight first and second up in a couple of group one features and um, look she's just not as effective on that sort of going but uh, run back onto a dry uh, track last start of it was very good <clears throat> down to 52 and a half kilos an informed jockey really pipe from a really good gate um, I think six a lot of boxes this mare and um, one for the locals I think isotope on top for me Four eleven eleven. 11 he's another just doesn't run poorly he's, he was excellent just missed the first two home the Kingsford Smith Cup <clears throat> here third up um, and up to the distance he's won three of six at so a definite winning chance We'll private eye with the stats you mentioned of 57 kilos look, will make it hard for him um, considering the, the recent history of the race. But I thought he was outstanding last start in that group one. He sat very wide throughout. He kept coming and was strong on the line. Um, and look, I think he's going well this prep without, without reward and right on the right track for mine, the one private eye and the 11 in next Ayrton, um, super talented horse. The first up win, um, Pretty handy group three at Caulfield first up. It was soft and um, back there, got the job done. And then a couple of things went wrong in the Hollandale and sharply jumping up and trip. Has to connect with a tricky draw here, but um, with luck and running, he's certainly good enough to win a, win a Stradbroke um, from what I've seen anyway. But isotope on top, the 15, 4, 1 and 11. Well, so similar numbers. I've got three of those in my four. I've leaned the way of 11, 11. As uh, touched on earlier, you know, his best performances have been in those restricted races on Magic Millions Day at the Gold Coast. I think that he gets his chance here, though, under handicap conditions. Um, and he's going really well. Fourth at Scone was excellent with 61. And he's a horse that had never won first. He's never won first up in eight goes. So I thought that was probably as well as he could go. And then went to the Kingsford Smith. And he was very strong late there under the weight for age conditions. He's drawn well. Gets Hugh Bowman to ride. I think he's a, a pretty safe you know, top three, top four chance. So you can sort of rove him in your multiples or back him each way. I thought the best roughie was number 10, I am Superman. I thought 40 to one was a bit over the odds for him. He's got a tough draw. We'd love to have seen him draw better, but he's got good natural pace. And sometimes that's all right for these widely drawn runners. He's a horse that just needs dry ground. Um, and I don't mind him getting down in the weights too, because he's often competed at weight for age or... You know, carry big weights. He's running the Apollo three starts ago was very good. His next couple, he's had big weights. He gets a three and a half kilo swing on Ayrton, who I've thrown in for third. From that race at Caulfield, as mentioned, he's got to come back from the 1800 heavy miss in the Hollandale. Uh, but he certainly won with a stack of upside. And if he can get any sort of breaks from the wide gate, he can run well. And in for fourth, I've also included Isotope in my numbers. I she was very good last start. There wasn't much pace on in that Kingsford Smith, so it made it hard for those in the second half of the field. I thought she ran as well as she could. She gets down in the weights and she'll get the firm deck that she needs once again. But four on top for me from 10, 11 and 15. And finally at Eagle Farm on Saturday, final leg of the Quaddy Race 9, Magic Millions, Dane River Stakes, 1,300 metre Group 2, set weights and penalties. The Phillies and Mayors, Dan. And with the 15, Najmati on top. Uh, dazzling winner last start at Eagle Farm. Nice big track for it. To, the horse that gets back in her races, she um, really let down nicely to fin finish over the top of them. And just a, a, a 
filly that is just a different horse on, on top of the ground. She had a couple of wet track misses last prep. Um, but she's come back in, in the form she showed early on in her career. <clears throat> she's hard to go past based on that effort. So she's on top for me, the 15. We'll have a little saver though on the 10. Let's be Glenn, who I was yeah, pretty keen on last weekend in the Morton Cup, Group 2 level. Um, look, she ran on well closer to the inside, the, the top four, and she ran on to fifth, for fifth. The top four um, home all came out much wider on the track. So I thought her run back towards the inside was was quite good. This is a back against her own age, sorry, sorry her own sex here. Um, and she's certainly a winning chance as well. I've got the seven in for third, Fashionelle, who is also down to run in Sydney and has drawn a much better gate than this. So could see her remain in, uh, in New South Wales. But look, I thought she's a chance on what she's shown so far. This prep, the fresh run in Hawkesbury was very good. Um, just forgive the last start, Miss Drew Wide and was never really on the track. Um, has to contend with a tricky draw if here, but I think talented enough to certainly stake her claim in a race like this. And in for fourth, I've got the three written beauty. 15, 10, 7 and 3. Yeah, I'm with one Vangelic here. I think, well, she's my tip for the Tats Tiara a couple of weeks out. Um, she, yeah, 1,200 is probably short of her best distance, and she's drawn a wide gate. I'm not too concerned with that. She's got good natural speed. She's got the blinkers on first time. I think she's wound up ready to go with the view to peaking in a couple of weeks. I think 16 and 440, I think she's a really good place bet on Saturday. Uh, Najmati could easily just storm over the top of them and, and win again like she did the other day. So I think the, the place odds for Vangelic is a good bet. But I've got her on top of 15, Najmati. She was outstanding the other day. She's always had that bit of wow factor. But, um, you know, she, she sort of spent a, a prep or two where she was bombing the start, just giving herself no chance and a few wet tracks. But she's come back this prep and put it all together. Uh, in for third, number three, Written Beauty. Had the option of running against the boys earlier, and I think she would have been competitive. But they stay against the mares. She's going well. She'll be finishing off strongly again. Another wide gate to contend with. And in for fourth, Enchanted Heart. Quite liked her first up run at Randwick a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she was entered for the race that most of those go around in at Randwick on Saturday, um, the race that Surreal Step contests. But they've uh, taken her up to Brisbane for some black tide, and I think that's a good sign. She was wide all the way there at first up and, and kept coming. So I think she's a bit of a hope from a good alley. But one on top for me, I think she's over the odds of Angelic from 15, 3 and 5. Dan's specials at Eagle Farm. His best race four, number one, Kiss Sum Value Bet Race Two, number four, Kubrick. Joel, what were your specials there? Yeah, my best is Kiss Sum. Uh, so that is race four, number one. And my value is Charm Me Baby in the second, race two, number eight. All righty. Uh, Randwick is the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. There is a black type race. It is race eight, the Bob Charlie AO Stakes, 1,100 metre quality. Just the 11 acceptors, two already out as we speak. But Joel, you think Surreal Step can make it two from two? Yeah, he's been going pretty well since joining the Brad Widdop stable. Uh, surreal step, formerly with Team Hawks. He uh, was placed at Hawkesbury first up. Didn't have a lot go right at Scone, but ran quite well. And then at Randwick the other day, it was a good strong win. It was a nice ride by Chad Schofield. Um, he stays aboard. From gate one, they can sort of just ride him similar, smothered up uh, midfield or just a touch off it and get the last crack at them. He hasn't been able to win two races in a row through his career to date, but 
he's this is sort of the first time where he hasn't sort of stepped up in class following a win. He's really just tackling a very similar race. Ran Ranwick eleven hundred open handicap. He's up two kilos, but that shouldn't be a problem. So I think he's worth sticking with. But it is a wide open race. Uh, five the bopper will appreciate a firmer track. Just didn't fire at Scone at all the other day. Six Dragonstone. He was a late entry for this race, so. I'm assuming he's come through the run at Flemington last week in good order. Uh, that was a pretty good run too. He had top weight, chased a very smart filly and passive aggressive. I think that form will measure up well. And 11 authentic jewel, the stable mate to surreal step. Up a bit in grade, but got back on track on a, a bit firmer deck at Caulfield the other day. And 53 kilos, she can press forward and give them something to catch. Four from five, six and 11. Of the six on top, Dragonstone. Um, bursting a win one is... Three last three starts for three runner-up finishes. Uh, went to Melbourne last start and <clears throat> ran on well. Chased a pretty smart one in passive aggressive. Is still unbeaten. Um, he ran on well once a second there. At Dragonstone on the quick backup and drops to fifty-four kilos. Uh, I think he's right in this. Um, so six on top. We've got the five and next the bopper. The uh, like in the, <clears throat> uh, a dry track. The prospect of a dry track. This week, got a good finish on his day, but just um, too wet last start and, and complete forgive run in the in a listed race at Mooney Valley, two back. So uh, I think he's a definite winning chance. The five, two, Mr. Mosaic. Good first up behind Inform Volpine. Uh, Volpine. <clears throat> Second up record's outstanding. And in for, thir- in for fourth, sorry, I've got the four surreal step. Six, five, two and four. And Joel, talk us through your specials on the Rambit card. Yeah, well, my uh, best bet at Randwick on Saturday is in race nine, number five, Animate. And it's kind of double-figure odds, too, which I was a bit surprised about. Um, he was very good first up. Thought it was a, an excellent performance uh, at Gosford in the takeover target. Drew wide. Did a bit of work and battled on really well. And then struck a heavy nine at Randwick the other day. He was $5.50, so obviously expected to go well, but just didn't fire. That's a couple of unplaced runs on heavy now. So if we're working on a soft five, um, probably at worst in Sydney, uh, certainly what the weather suggests. So firmer track, three kilos off for Dylan Gibbons, third up, ready to peak. I think double figures is uh, way over the mark for him. I've made my value Mr. Dependable, race seven, number 10. He can be a big improver second up. He's done that in the past, forgetting his fresh run. He was beaten 13 lengths, but he worked hard early on the heavy nine and he knocked up. He maps to get control of this race, I reckon. With the lightweight, he can improve sharply. And my roughie in the last, race 10, number 12, Beaufort Park, went up 126. I thought that was just absolutely ludicrous. I see he's into 41 now. That's getting a bit more like his price. I still thought he'd be no more than 20s. Saba San's got this horse going pretty well in Melbourne. He hasn't had a lot go right. He's been finishing just behind the placings. Don't think he ran out 1,600 last start. So back to 1,400. I think he's a really good each-way play in the last. Uh, my best comes up in the second. I'm with Midnight in Tokyo. Um, pretty uh, talented two-year-old filly from the Casey Fogden camp in Queensland. She's got the best exposed form out of any of these in the field. She's a Pretty a black type earner, running th- uh, second in a Group Three last start. Uh, really strong late, just missing the unbeaten Natuno. Um, and the format of that race has been outstanding. Stroll and she's a Belter have come out and won stakes races since. So, um, 
Back in grade for this midnight in Tokyo, I think she can really measure up and be hard to beat. Race two, number five. But I've made my value in the paper uh, fashion L, race nine, number six, um, for reasons outlined earlier. But if not here, I'll race 10, number four, Blesk. Uh, really, look, really looking forward to seeing him return from the inside alley. Uh, nice trial and readiness for this. And first up record is uh, is quite good. So Blesk in the last, perhaps a... Uh, the value play of Fashionel isn't here in race nine. So race two, number five, and the values, race nine, six, and race ten, four. Uh, unusually, Ladbrokes Park, Sandown Hillside, is the venue for Melbourne Saturday racing this week. There's a few uh, heats of the various winter series happening again. Joel, what did you find for us here? Well, it's a tough program. Um, we're going to be on heavy ground. I would have thought heavy nine this morning and more rain through the day. So we're going to be on heavy ground. We've got a few imports making their debut, some big fields, tough quaddy, I would have thought, um, although there's a couple of warm favourites there, but I don't think they're over the line. I've made Vitruvius my best, race seven, number 16, certainly respecting the favourite Visionari and a couple of the imports, but he's been a pretty good horse to follow Vitruvius this prep, runner-up his first two. Didn't have a lot go right at Flemington and then was just too strong. Back to a benchmark 70 at Sandown last time out. This is a little bit tougher, but he's progressing the right way. He's fit and he can handle the ground. So I've made him my best. And my value, I found it tricky, but I've gone with accountability. He, his stats suggest that he needs it dry, but a couple of his heavy misses were early in campaigns over lesser trips. I'm just hoping now that he's fully fit, he can handle it. He's had the four runs back. There was a bit of market support for him early, and then he drifted back out at Flemington the other day. He sort of loomed up and then knocked up uh, in the final furlong. That was 2,000 to 2,500. So he's had that staying run under the belt now. I think he's ready to peak. And you're just banking on whether you know, whether he gets through the ground. That's the query. I guess that's why you're getting 20 to 1 plus. Uh, my best comes up in race seven. Visionari um, looks a very smart galloper. Stable on it. Target some Group One races in the spring, and look, his two wins, first and second up, were were outstanding. And then bumped into a really informed horse in Sir Davy. Um, from wide gate, I thought Bizanara was excellent here. This is certainly an easier assignment. Um, need to be tough from the draw, but with can stay out of trouble. I think will be too good for these um, in race seven, number three. The value comes up in race four with Bigolino. Um, nice win. Last start at Hamilton. Um, just relish the heavy conditions there. We'll obviously get a wet track on Saturday. Plummets down to 51 and a half kilos. Look, just a just have to lift. There was only a benchmark 64 in the bush last start, but look, certainly going the right way and, and handles these um, handle these wet tracks well. So he's the value on a tough day. Race four, number five. And my best is race two, number three, Ashford Street, uh, going very well with two wins from the last three on rain affected, including, of course, down at his uh, home track of Warrnambool on a heavy 10. Three starts back, thought he could go on his winning way. And my value bet race nine, number one, per Sand, fifth in the 2020 Melbourne Cup. And uh, we might, I see he's also... Tony Rickards and uh, Paul Richards' value bet in the winning post. We might have just been getting a little bit carried away with a very impressive jump out at St Arnold last week, but we'll see how we go with race nine. Number one, Persan in Adelaide.
They are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville. Dan, might be fairly wet there too. What did you find for us? I found one that does handle the wet ground just fine. That's a seven, no-name lane in race six. Um, it was 1,200 metres first up. I thought after that run they'd put him up in trip, but he sat at 1,200 metres. He led there on a soft six and sort of pestered in front. Um, faded late. I thought it was a pretty good run considering. Um, he's up to a, a much more suitable trip now, 1,550 metres. Distance, he's certainly does his best work at and he rose to this trip last prep and, and won at this track. In fact, um, he'll go forward with no weight on his back, 53.5 kilos after the claim and um, I think he'll take some running down. So seven no-name lane, I think will be hardest to beat. Moorville Parks, race six. The value comes up in the last. There wasn't a whole heap of value on the car, but um, unlaced is at each way odds, around $7 um, at the moment. <clears throat> the three in the last um, thought finish off okay from a long way back last start. Sort of had to go back from that wide draw. Um, imagine she'll be setting, settling closer this time around. She's um, effective on wet tracks and uh, gets to inform apprentice to uh, do the steering in Angus Chung. So unlaced in the last race nine, number three. Any thoughts on Adelaide, Joel? No, nothing for me there, Bucks. We'll head across the Nullarbor then to Belmont, where there is a Group 3 race. It is the C-Corp Hyperion Stakes. It's weight for age, 1,600 metres. And our man there, Greg Hooper, uh, can't see them turning the tables on God Has Chosen, who has uh, risen from ratings races to uh, weight for age in the Belmont Sprint over 1,400 metres last start and uh, won very convincingly from back in the field. The step up to 1,600 shouldn't hurt because he won over 1,600 at the start before. Uh, so it's God has chosen for hoops to beat. Notorious one is the uh, main danger. So that's 10 to beat 11 number th from three platoon and two Massimo. Hoops' best race six, number four, memorable miss. His value bet race four, number three, angelic miss. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they're racing at Ruakaka and Trentham. Yeah, Ruakaka, likely to be on a soft track. Never gets too heavy there, even though there's been some bad weather around there. Good big fields, uh, a lot of heats towards their winter finals day that they've got there in a few weeks' time. Um, tricky day to find a best, possibly one run early with this bloke, but we'll go race nine, number eight, Clever Conversation. It's here off a bit of a freshen. 1,600, probably his best distance, but he's run some really good races at this track. He doesn't like the heavy stuff. Um, he sort of came of age a bit last prep too. Won a couple, was placed a couple more times. He's just need to going to need to sort of get the right card into the race at the right time at 1,400. Hopefully they're not often gone for him. But um, yeah, I think he'll be hard to beat if he gets the right run in transit. Uh, value bet is in the two-year-old race, race three, number 11, Fernandez. One run for a duck egg, but he had won a trial at this track before debuting and what looked a pretty deep race there at Tarapa. He got crossed early and then just threw the head about, over-raced badly, didn't finish off. He's since won another trial where he absorbed some pressure and kicked away, importantly going right-handed, which he will be on Saturday. So I think he's a big improver and the wide draw could be a positive for him. Uh, at Trentham, we're like to be, likely to be working on a much wetter surface, heavy 10 at this stage. My best is race six, number nine, surprise me. Form last prep was pretty good. She stepped up and had a crack at a black type race at the end of her prep. 1,400 first up. Not going to be easy, but she's trialled really well. And I like the two kilo claim. Gets her in nice and light at the weights. And the value bet 
Race four, number 10, Tui Rocks. Numerical form isn't great, but did tackle some pretty deep races last prep. I thought the first up run wasn't bad, just overdid it a bit outside the lead, over-raced, got a bit keen, and then hit the front on turning, but knocked up. We'll strip a lot fitter, senior rider on, little gear change, and hopefully she can improve at a bit of a price. That wraps up the... Uh... Preview section of the podcast brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, no joy at all last week. So uh, I think uh, it's just got to be onward and upward now, Joel. Where, where are you going to go this time? Yeah, tricky to uh, tricky to sort out this week. Not um, you know, sort of a few roughies I don't mind. Not really keen um, to step into anything at short odds. But I think Kiss sums a fair enough price. Eagle Farm Race 4. Uh, look, there's a few chances coming out of that uh, Fred Best. But I think he's the one to beat. And 360... I think that's uh, fair enough. So we'll make race four number one the twenty dollar bet. Figured you might. Uh, I was probably going to go kiss some of mine, but it's okay. I'm pretty pretty keen on um, No Name Lane at Morville Parks uh, race seven. Sorry, race six number seven. And I will go for uh, a horse at Sandown, which I haven't quite mentioned, but it's race three number three Parisian Dancer. Um, that wraps up the podcast and leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is uh, in the shops first thing Friday morning online as we speak to you. All the uh, we got uh, full form certainly in the the online version everywhere. We've got full form for all three days of that massive Swan Hill Carnival big fields right throughout Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Fields and colours and tips uh, and overviews, of course, for all your other Friday meetings. And uh, our usual great Saturday and Sunday coverage. Uh, so make sure you do get that back. Plenty of winners over the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.